Jacques, why is it important to watch? Well, I think it's very important to, um, to note that we feel that cyber risk management is not just an IT issue, uh, it's also a board issue. And what I really love here today is that you are actually breaking the silos between IT and the board. So uh, I think everybody should watch this. Welcome to Never Check Out. We welcome Sjaak Schouteren in our studio. Who is Sjaak, according to Bing Chat? Sjaak Schouteren is the cyber development leader at Mars Netherlands, a risk management and insurance company. He has over 10 years of experience in the cybersecurity field and has worked with various clients and partners to improve their cyber resilience and compliance. He's also a certified information security management officer and a certified information privacy professional. He has been a speaker and a chairman at several cyber-related events and platforms. He's not to be confused with Sjaak Schouten, who runs a building design company in Wervershoof. Welcome, Sjaak. Who are you really? <laughs> this is quite funny. Uh, yeah, so my name is Sjaak Schouten. I'm the cyber practice leader within uh, Mars Netherlands. So I lead the cyber team uh, or a team of five professionals that help our clients uh, understand, qualify, quantify and manage cyber risks. Wow. Yeah. And I'm also a father of two daughters, for example, which wasn't mentioned here, but it's very important as well. Yeah, I think so. Bing is just about everything that it can find on the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. And we forget that we are talking to real life persons. Real persons. So welcome, yeah. uh, good to have you here. You. Um, yeah, today we talk about the hotel industry. You're at uh, uh, Never Check Out, so it's all about tech and uh, hospitality. Um, as a hotel, do we need a cybersecurity insurance? How would you see that? Uh, I would say that at the moment, that every company that is reliant on IT uh, for their business model could make use of a cyber insurance. Okay. Yeah. And how does that work? I mean, is there any demand or how, how are you getting insured? So um, I've been predominantly working on cyber insurance for the last seven to eight years. Mm -hmm. It used to be quite easy to get a cyber insurance. It would just be uh, the website, revenue, geographic scale of the company, right. and we could have a quote. That doesn't happen anymore. I'll explain later on why that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, and the premiums were very low, it was very easy. Mm. But the demand wasn't high for companies, because especially the IT professionals, mm -hmm. they didn't trust the product, because it was so cheap, and they said, okay, so I get everything for just 5,000 euros a year, I don't trust it anymore. Mm. Now, due to ransomware attacks, the premiums have gone up, and the demands have gone up from the insurers. Um, and the strange thing is that the IT personnel now trust it more because they have to fill in more application forms. Mm. You have to be granted a cyber insurance, so your resilience should be high enough to be able to get a cyber insurance. And therefore, the strange thing is that the IT professional now understand where the questions are coming from, mm. and the demand is actually rising. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And is that like, I mean, is it like days of work or? So, how it works is that we have our own cyber self-assessment tool, mm -hmm. which is um, actually based on NIST, ISO 27001, and a lot of questions that the um, uh, insurance companies have due to uh, cause and effects of claims that they have seen already or incidents that they have seen. And we then help our clients present their risk in the most favorable way. So we always tell people we can't lie, but we can be smart about how we present the risk. Okay. So they fill that in our tool or an application form of an insurer. Mm -hmm. We check that and we send it over to at least three to five insurance companies. We know which type of insurance companies like which type of risks. Mm -hmm. So do you like hospitality or more law firms or et cetera? 
Um, and then it's up to us and my team to make sure it's the best premium, best deductible, and especially the best wording, because that's, the, of course, the, uh, the most critical things are mostly in the small details. Um, and it probably takes about six weeks <clears throat> from first conversation with the client, getting the application form filled in, us checking it, and then uh, getting the uh, quotes. And can they demand on, for adjustments on the network or the computers? or? It doesn't often happen like this. Okay. Insurance companies understand the business model. Mm -hmm. So they understand that it's not our job to tell the company, hey, you have to be 100% secure, but your whole business model fails. No, they understand that in this type of companies, hospitality, you have to work like this. Mm -hmm. And they understand that and that they take that into their risk. It does, however, happen. And we have the made a 12 key control report, for example. So yep. what we've done as Marge have analyzed all the applications and looked at the feedback of the insurers mm -hmm. uh, and distilled, uh, distilled 12 key controls out of that. That could be EDR, a PAM solution, but also incident response, um, awareness training, which is mandatory. So that are the things that insurance companies are looking at. So very easy um, thing to say is, if you don't have MFA in place, you will not get insured yeah. with full uh, coverage. Our listeners are most of the time hoteliers or yeah. general managers. Uh, are you saying EDR and sorry? Yeah, yeah. MFA, so uh, let's say it's 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 technical stuff, mm -hmm. but also more generic stuff uh, going back to soft skills as awareness training, uh, so for business continuity management. Very simplified. What are you going to do if the IT fails? Okay. If your IT system fails, what are you going to do? And what we've seen in the last well. I've been doing this 14 years now, is that a lot of companies, they are aware of the risk at the mm -hmm. moment. They are aware that something can happen. They're predominantly working on, I always compare it with the Middle Ages, the uh, drawbridge and uh, a wall, yep. but they're not prepared. So if somebody comes through the wall, what are you gonna do then? And that's also something that insurers are looking for. What are you gonna do if something, if the shit hits the fan, pardon yeah. my French. And you need to practice that as well. Yes, yes, that's a very important thing because we tend to see a lot of companies, yeah, we have an incident response plan. Okay, mm -hmm. have you tested it? Uh, 2017, probably, last time. Okay, did your company change at all? Mm -hmm. Yes. And how does that work? Are you then, if you didn't do the practice, yeah. and you have an incident after, that, let's say, three or four years, yeah. are, you, are you not insured then? Yeah, you are insured. Um, so what I just mentioned, we can be smart, but we can't tell lies. So the application form, what you fill in, that's the truth. Mm. So the, the, the agreement you make with the insurance company is that if you do this and you get insured, you're not going to say, okay, so let's forget about the, the testing. Because mm. if you said we test it every two years or every year, then you should do that. Insurance companies, however, understand that maybe this year because of a big event that you had or something else, you didn't do it in December, you plan to do it in February. Mm. That's not a big thing. Uh, it's actually the same if you want to keep it simple with a uh, um, property insurance or fire insurance. If you have a sprinkler installation, you have that in place, you're not going to skip the sprinkler information. You're not going to say, okay, I'm not going to uh, get it done or uh, remove it because I have a, uh, a fire insurance. And that's the same with a, a cyber insurance. Okay, it needs to make sense. It needs to make sense. It's still yeah. about people. And it's all about policy. Hmm. So, for example, patching, that's mandatory, of course, that you have to patch if there's a vulnerability, but they also understand that you might miss a patch one day. 
But if you have policy in place, that's okay. But if there's something in script on the board of directors that's saying, well, let's not patch this year because it costs too much money or uh, time, yeah, then you do have a problem. Yeah. yeah. So if you have like uh, insurance on your bicycle, when you put your bicycle in the, in the, in the middle of the city center, yeah, and you don't lock it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay, same, okay. So, um, yeah, if we need to look at these 12 controls, um, will it influence the way of working? Do you think like, okay, let's say 2FA, um, front desk, people are changing every shift. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work to log in, log off. Yeah, true, true. Um, and that can also be a discussion that we have with the insurance company. So it could be MFA on remote access, could be MFA for everybody. And the good thing now with the insurance companies is that they have invested heavily in especially technical expertise and uh, like risk engineers. So it used to be underwriters just sitting at the application form saying, okay, this has to be yes, yes, yes. Now they have invested in a lot of company in, uh, in uh, expertise. So you have a real uh, open discussion with, uh, with companies. So what we tend to do now is say, okay, MFA, we can do it on this manner, mm -hmm. but not like the example you had, because we have so many uh, people uh, logging in and off, it doesn't make sense for our business. Can we have that discussion with you? Are you fine with uh, taking on this risk if we mm -hmm. do it like this? And that is a possibility that we have now, which to be honest, we didn't have like five years ago. Yeah, but then you were insured without any tricks. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, Question that raises is um, the information you guys are, are getting. If, mm -hmm. if there's a hack, if you if we have like a red team in, like so, yeah. so we're hacked as a hotel. People need to come in, see see what's going on, do some forensic research. Mm -hmm. um, all that information will it be passed to uh, to the insurance company? Yeah. So what the agreement is that we the application form is quite technical, of course. So it can be quite vulnerable as well mm -hmm. to to share that, of yep. course. So we have NDAs in place with all our carriers, and the uh, and of course if because we have to make a lot of quotes. So if we have five quotes from the market and all the other four don't uh, do the insurance, of mm -hmm. course they will destroy that information. Uh, actually, we see quite a lot of times that clients tend to give us more information than we want. So we say, no, we don't want to have this. Mm -hmm. Like uh, privileged service accounts, which mm -hmm. can be very uh, vulnerable yeah. if that's out there. We tend to say, no, we don't want, need the names. We just want to know what it's for, what it authenticates to. Uh, so we keep that in balance as well. But we okay. have NDAs in place uh, for all of it. And how long do you store that information, if there has been a hack? Um, oh, if there has a hack. Okay, so let's take a couple steps back, yeah, steps sure. back then. So the cyber insurance has three pillars in mm -hmm. it. So it has incident response, which you're talking about now. Yep. It has uh, liability coverage and mm -hmm. first-party coverage. And the incident response is a team which mostly stands besides the insurance company. So what happens if you have an insurance in place, you have a, a number that you can call for first response. And they will then uh, contact you, there will be a script. They say, yeah. okay, I'm Hotel X, I'm calling you, this is my policy number, this is the event. Within an hour you get called back with the team that's there for you. So we get the team from the cybersecurity insurance? Yeah, and that's mostly that are like forensics parties like, mm -hmm. let's say KPMG, Deloitte, uh, Nordway, Fox mm -hmm. IT, yeah. uh, renowned names, all international players as well. It is uh, law firms, mm -hmm. like you, uh, Kennedy van Laan, which yep. you know well, Norton Rose, CMS lawyers, and PR uh, advice as well. Um, what we've seen mostly is in the force, first 48, 27 hours, uh, 72 hours, sorry, mm -hmm. it's predominantly forensics 
and legal and PR comes later if it's yeah. a really big incident. And they hold that information. And of course, that's always with NDAs. Mm -hmm. uh, they have their uh, certificates in place. And if something is resolved in contact with the uh, insured, they will then talk about, okay, should we uh, delete this information or not? Okay. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah it does. It does. I mean, it, it's just that, I mean, if you're giving a lot of information away about yep. your network, um, yep. um, what's the purpose? Uh, what, what will be done with that? But what you're telling me is that if the red team is done, if the, the, the forensics are, are done, then the, the information will be destroyed as well. Yeah, and what they always do is give a cause and effect, of course. So mm -hmm. see, okay, what happened, the causes uh, th that came and the, 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 the incident where uh, it could be, uh, of course, uh, uh, the financial impact, but they also give you a report to mitigate the risk afterwards because we don't want to have that still open and out there. And then that should be resolved from the forensics. Uh, but the insurers are, of course, uh, obliged as well to keep that in their uh, in their claims department as well, because real big incidents mm -hmm. are not resolved, or the claims handling, it's better said, so the incident can be resolved quickly, but the claim is not resolved quickly. Mm -hmm. So what we tend to see in cyber claims is they go like this. Uh, so it's first business interruption, which mm -hmm. takes 24 days, is average on ransomware attacks, for example. But then, of course, the integrity of the system can still be a thing. That tends to take a long time. And then it's forensics IT, it's the PR, it's the legal advice, but it's also uh, accountants that will talk to the clients, okay, mm -hmm. what is the business disruption? What is the, the profit that you lost from out of this? And that can take, to be honest, can take like a year, for okay. example. So you have to keep that data on. Yeah. No. Quite a long time. Quite a long time. Yeah. But everything, is that also insured, the loss of revenue? Yeah. So. Um, you have instant response, yep. that's all covered in the cyber insurance. Then you have the liability part, that's privacy liability. Mm -hmm. That's not only uh, personal identifiable data, but it could also be commercial data that you have from clients, for example. It is media liability, very straightforward. If you have a website, a hotel's website, and they make fun of me because I fall down the stairs or something, mm -hmm. slander, that's, yep. uh, that's also uh, covered. And there's network liability. So. If a hotel is, the security is not optimal, mm -hmm. and out of that comes a worm or uh, malicious software, and that hits my company, mm -hmm. and I hold them liable, that's also covered under cyber insurance. And then there's first party coverage, which in my view is the most important part. That's uh, gross profit that's lost, but also the extra cost that you have to endure as part of the incident. So it could be over hours from the IT team, but it could also be extra personnel that you have to hire for a hotel just to keep everything so in place. Basically the whole shebang. Yeah, so the everything. Loss of revenue, all the, all the, all the extra costs extra that you have cost, to make. Everything is yeah. insured. And then also, uh, that might quite be interesting as well for uh, this type of business hotels, because they have quite a lot of data. Also the um, fines from uh, PCI DSS, so credit card fines are covered. Okay. And also covered is um, research, but also the fine of authority, privacy authority, yeah. which is uh, also Final question, uh, yeah. what about software? I mean, if there's an issue with booking.com yeah. or your PMS system or your central reservations. Yeah. That is very important. And so that's why we always say go to a broker that really understands cyber insurance. And that's us, there are a lot of other companies, well, not a lot, to be honest. There are some that have real experience and just dedicated cyber brokers. OK, 
because you can ensure your IT. It's, it's all about the wording. So in our wording, we have our own wording as, as Marsh, it's the IT system of the insured is everything that you have a contract with. So that could be your cloud provider, like, like if Microsoft or Amazon goes down, you have a business interruption, that's covered. Booking.com is a different story. Because um, can, can you see that as an IT service provider or is it just a partner that you have? Mm -hmm. At this moment, I would say that Booking.com would be a partner. So that's not inclusive in the insurance now. So if you want that insured, you have to make it, it very clear that you want to have that insured. And um, we call that affirmative coverage, that you don't say, okay, I think it's covered. No, you have to affirm it in your policy that booking.com, because you're reliant on it, is insured. And that could be possible. Okay. No. Okay, thank you, Jacques. Thank you very much thank for you. today. Thank it's you. been uh, quite, uh, quite a story. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, very good, everything is insured. Good to know. Yeah. So, um, for our viewers and listeners, I hope this was an inspiring uh, session today. Please subscribe to the podcast by clicking on the link. And remember, you can always check in, but never check out. <laughs>